Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Happy Christmas. It's so close you can touch it. You can literally smell it, in fact. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so Christmassy, your house smells different. The sprouts have been cooking for at least two weeks now. No. And Ed, just no. before we started recording, Ed said you can't make jokes about sprouts. Why is that, Ed? I love sprouts if they're cooked well. And children are listening to this podcast and they're making decisions about sprouts based on what we say. How would you cook them, Ed? Not first of all, don't overboil them. A little bit of frying and a bit of bacon. Well, there you go. So it's actually bacon that you that you like <laughs> rather than the sprouts. <laughs> anyway, it's Jam here. Sorry, we're all getting a bit Christmassy and excited. It's, it's Jam here, and there's Amy as well. Hello, Hello Amy. Christmas treats. Woo woo! I'm jingling, jingling bells as we speak. Ching ching. Should we start with the whip-around question, Ed? No, I just want to say, if you're listening to this and it's mid-February, you're still very welcome and this is an excellent podcast. And you should still maybe try and have some sprouts with your Sunday dinner this week. Yes. Sprouts are not just for Christmas. Let's get into the whip-around question. It is chaos here today, isn't it? Whip-around question is, if you were a king for a day, what would you do? Ed, what would you do if you were king for a day? I love fires. I love... Toad in the hole, which is a food, not an animal in a strange place. And I just think everyone should enjoy fires and toad in the hole. You'd issue an outdoor fire pit or an indoor fireplace for every family? Preferably outdoors, but I'm not fussy. Just fires. Just have a fire. Do it safely. Have a fire. Wow. Great. King Ed says have a fire. What about Queen Amy? Well, um, very specific things are required for every family in the UK. An outdoor wood-fired hot tub should will be issued oh. to every family <laughs> in the UK. Um, and homework is banned. Homework oh, is that wow, a gift okay. for the parents. No homework, more time in hot tubs. That's my... You might be, you might be made queen for life <laughs> if you ban homework. That's strong. That's very strong. I think for me, uh, that all swans in the UK are the property of the crown, of, of the Queen. So if I was king for a day, I'd probably eat swan uh, because I'd be allowed to. So delicious 
I'm sure they're delicious. We eat turkeys. Don't look at me like that. I'm getting really filthy looks here over on the Zoom recording. Oh, but Jim. you can eat turkey, you can eat duck, you can eat goose, you can eat partridge, you can mm. eat pheasant. What's wrong with a swan? Why have we got scruples about swan? Well, okay, argue about this at home. <laughs> have a whip around question. What would you do if you were king or queen for the day? Well done. I hope you've made great plans because it's only a matter of time before someone makes you a king or a queen. Jam, please, festively fun fact us like you know you can. I've been handed a fun fact here from our Ella the Christmas elf who tells us about um, kings and queens and emperors and stuff. There was a Chinese emperor who decided that instead of commanding his troops in battle about how to go about, he would just tell the orders to his imaginary friend, General Xu Shou. As you can imagine, the battles didn't go very well. Uh, that's pretty terrifying, isn't it? When, when you go to the emperor and he says, I've already given the orders. Who to? My imaginary friend. <laughs> Ooh, awkward. So did the soldiers have to pretend and like pretend to ask the imaginary friend what the orders were? Did they play along? I would love no to wonder? be on a fly on the wall there. And everyone just thinking, if I say the wrong thing here, I'm going to be thrown into the front of battle. Oh. Well, in the break also, when you were talking about your um, whip around question, I was accused of being, if I was the king, I would be known as the swan eater. King James the Swan Eater. I've got three other kings uh, for you from history who were known for a thing and they have a particular uh, title. And the first is Harold the Lousy. Oh. Not Lousy, Lousy. Harold Fairhair is remembered by medieval historians as the first king of Norway and he refused to cut his hair until he was named king. Wow. But it took about 10 years and so his hair got full of lice. Oh, wow, I was going to say. So here, imagine, imagine getting a nick comb through that... Piero de Lorenzi de' Medici, an Italian uh, king from Florence, he was called Piero the Unfortunate um, because he was feeble, arrogant and not very good at stuff. And it, he looked particularly bad because his dad was known as, true fact, Lorenzo the Magnificent. <laughs> oh, so your dad's magnificent and you're unfortunate. Talk about pressure. But Ed, I mean, this could be you. I mean, we discovered the other day that your great-grandfather owned a sweet shop at the end of your road. Yes. And, well, and when you said that your his father owned a sweet factory, my daughter literally went, whoa! <laughs> she was so excited. <laughs> so it's all downhill from there, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. And the last one is Emperor of Bulgaria, Ivalio the Cabbage, he was known as. Wow. Because he was a peasant, the son of a pig farmer. He led a rebellion and became emperor, but everyone wanted to remind him the fact that he wasn't a nobleman, and so they called him the Cabbage. If you were named after a vegetable, what would you be named after if you were a king or queen? Oh, Could you pick your vegetable? Carrot. Definitely carrot. Love a carrot. Carrot in hummus. That is the dream. I think Ed would be the sprout. I am all over roast parsnips. Ed the parsnip. And funnily enough, I really like a crown prince squash. 
Wow. Lots of different types of squashes, and I've only become aware that one's called a crown prince squash, and that's actually the nicest. Wow, there So you that's go. good, isn't it? Well, How did we get here? Ed, <laughs> help us. Move us on. In today's story, we meet a real horrible history king. We know that this King Herod we read about in Matthew's Gospel murdered his own wife and several of his own children because he was so afraid of losing power. Listen out for clues in this Bible reading that show what Herod is really like. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the time when Herod was king. After Jesus was born, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked, Where is the baby who was born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east. We came to worship him. When King Herod heard about this new king of the Jews, he was troubled. And all the people in Jerusalem were worried too. Herod called a meeting of all the leading priests and teachers of the law. He asked them where the Christ would be born. They answered, In the town of Bethlehem in Judea. The prophet wrote about this in the scriptures. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah... You are important among the rulers of Judah. A ruler will come from you. He'll be like a shepherd for my people, the Israelites. Then Herod had a secret meeting with the wise men from the east. He learned from them the exact time they first saw the star. Then Herod sent the wise men to Bethlehem. He said to them, Go and look carefully to find the child. When you find him, come tell me. Then I can go and worship him too. Okay, and now we've got a sketch that's going to help us really get our heads around what Herod was like as we imagine what happens after the wise men leave. Okay, thanks for coming. Amazing how far you've travelled. Send my love to the east when you get back. Yeah, you guys really are wise. We'll definitely call you next time we have a quiz night. And don't forget to come back in time where that child is. Missing you already. Okay, bye. Oh, that was nice. People from the East are so friendly, aren't they? And so determined. They've come such a long way to see that baby. He must be really important. Well, the stars have spoken, according to them. Who are we to stand in their way? Right. So you want a special squad of soldiers ready to kill every child in Bethlehem to make sure we get rid of this baby king? What? No, 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 no. Why would you think that? Well, because you're a mad, paranoid, tyrannical king who has a long history of murdering anyone who gets in the way of your plans. (laughs) No offence. None taken. But I don't want you to get a squad of soldiers ready. Oh, I see. Very smart. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> okay. You don't want to give me the direct order. Right. Clever. I'll get on it. No, no, no. I told these wise men to come back and tell me where the Christ child is so that I may go and worship him. Worship him, kill him. I mean, what's the difference? It's just words, isn't it? I am shocked that you are talking like this. But the prophecy talks about a shepherd king. Maybe it's about me. I'm like a shepherd to my people, aren't I? Oh yeah, defo. A shepherd with a massive sword and loads of terrifying sheep. Now that's not fair. My people don't fear me. They love me. I don't think the prophecy can be about you. It mentioned Bethlehem? In Judah. It says that's where the ruler will come from. So, you want those soldiers on standby ready to kill this new king? I am shocked and offended that you think I would do such a thing. Well, you did have two of your own sons executed. 
So there's that. They were plotting to kill me. Were they? The judge said so. You were the judge. I'm the king. And sometimes you have to be cruel to be cruel. Kind. I mean kind. Cruel to be kind. So, um, soldiers on standby? Yes, I think so. On it. You've heard of Guy Fawkes, haven't you? Perhaps you've heard of Bonfire Night on 5th of November. On the 5th of November, 1605, Guy Fawkes and his friends planned to blow up King James I. Guy Fawkes was found, stopped and arrested and the huge pile of gunpowder was never lit. He knew who the king was. It wasn't an accident. But he didn't want that king on the throne. He knew where to find him, he knew where to put the gunpowder and he wanted him dead. That happened. It's more horrible history. Today, we heard some even older horrible history in Matthew's Gospel. It really happened. You know this story. You remember the wise men. You remember their presence. You remember the star. But we easily forget the horrible evil Herod, the original Christmas Grinch who tried to cancel Christmas. Herod was told by the wise men there was a new king in town. Where is the baby who was born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east. We came to worship him. Herod understood far more than the wise men about this new king. When he asked his wise advisers for what God had promised the prophets, listen to the name Herod used for this newborn king. Herod called a meeting of all the leading priests and teachers of the law. He asked them where the Christ would be born. Herod knew this king they were looking for was the Christ. That means the promised king, God's forever king. Herod didn't want this Christ on the throne. Herod now knew where to find him and his wise advisers told him exactly where. They answered, in the town of Bethlehem in Judea. The prophet wrote about this in the scriptures. Herod wanted him dead. He told the wise men to come back to tell him where this Christ was, to worship him. But he didn't want to worship him. He wanted to kill him. You can read about his ugly attempt in Matthew 2.16. Just like Guy Fawkes, Herod failed. Herod didn't kill the king. Because Herod could not stop God with us. No one can stop God with us. There will always be people like Herod who know plenty about Jesus, who know he's the real God's king, who know how to find out about him in the pages of the Bible, but they don't want to worship him. You might even know people who know enough about Jesus but don't want to worship him. They're probably not evil like Herod. They're probably lovely. What are you going to pray for them? What are you going to pray for the people who know enough about Jesus but don't want to trust him? 
because they need to know that Jesus is God with us. And if God is with us, no one can stop him. Keep going with Jesus. He is God with us. And no evil, no horrible histories, nothing can stop him. I'm going to pray. Dear Father, thank you that Jesus is still God with us by his Spirit. Thank you that evil has never stopped Jesus. Thank you that Herod couldn't cancel Christmas. Thank you that Jesus Christ grew up and is still God with us. Amen. 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 Loads to think about there, and Ed's going to help us with... Ed's got questions. Under fives, where did the Bible guys say the king would be born? Fives to sevens, Herod didn't want to go and worship the new king. Why not? Eights to elevens, why would someone find out about Jesus but not trust him? And then finally, over 11s. Herod is a horrible history extreme case. What would someone today who felt like Herod say? What would they be like today? Great. Thanks, Ed. You can have a chat about those now and press pause or we'll repeat those questions at the end. We're going to have a song from Michael J. Tinker, who has another Christmas cracker for us. This one is called The King Has Arrived. We have a servant king, the best king of all. God promised long ago to make all of the sadness come untrue. God said he'd send someone to pay the price of sin for me and you. God said a servant king would bring peace to a broken human race. God said he'd be the one to him he'd love in. I praise you, Lord, you've kept your promises And you have sent the one to save us from our foes and enemies And you've been chosen, John, to get God's people ready for their king And you will show them how they can be saved through forgiveness of their sins He's here Look in the show notes for how to get hold of that album, which is also called The King Has Arrived. If you missed the post and it won't arrive in time, don't worry, you can get downloads right now and dance around the kitchen to that whole track. You could be doing that in seconds. 
Look in the show notes. Before we go, Amy and Jam, just tell us, do you have one family tradition for Christmas Eve? Yes. We recently started one. We eat Thai curry on, a th- on Christmas Eve night because it doesn't taste anything like what we're going to eat for the next few days. So we just want something that's kind of zingy and fresh and spicy. So that's what we have. That's become one of ours. And also we drive around our hometown looking at all the Christmas lights and where we live in Yeovil in Somerset, some people go absolutely berserk with lights and it's brilliant. We do actually have a road near us where the whole road decorates their houses with lights. So we walk up and down that road together on Christmas Eve. Amy, do you have a tradition that is less weird than jams? I was going to say, we, we, we've kind of gone slightly more with the Christmas vibes in our house. So um, when my daughter was a lot smaller, she was a bit concerned that there wasn't enough carrots for all of the reindeer. So every reindeer gets a carrot displayed by the stove. We still enjoy putting all the carrots. Um, and then we all like to get our pyjamas on and um, have a hot chocolate and read Luke's Gospel to get all Christmassy. Not the whole of Luke's Gospel. The whole of Luke's Gospel. (laughs) No, just the the Luke 2, 3, whichever the Christmas chapter is. I've forgotten, 2 or 3. Terrific, Amy, terrific. Thanks very much for listening. So all that remains is for us to say... Merry Merry Christmas! Under fives, where did the Bible guys say the king would be born? Fives to sevens, Herod didn't want to go and worship the new king. Why not? Eights to elevens, why would someone find out about Jesus but not trust him? And then finally over elevens, Herod is a horrible history extreme case. What would someone today who felt like Herod say. I don't think we should make jokes about Brussels sprouts because I think they're genuinely a nice vegetable and I think making jokes about them continues the adverse reaction to them. Okay, I mean you could say that. (laughs) 